0: What's up family? Before we get started in today's show, I want to I wanna make sure that we're all locked in here. Today's show for me is going to be a little touchy because some of these things that we're going to talk about in today's show, I actually lived not something that, you know, I heard about, but I actually lived so... I'm hoping I'm hoping for the best on this one as far as uh, because it is one of those touchy shows for me personally because of the experience that I went through as a young child and just in general of being more than what someone said that I was going to be or what they said I was going to be. So today, family, I am really pushing you and challenging you to be more, to push yourself to be great, to continually to work on yourself and love yourself. With no further ado. Oh, by the way, make sure you are if you're following me on YouTube that you're sharing this content, that you're subscribed to the channel. And also show me some love. It's free. Click the thumbs up button and if you're in your podcast uh, or your or your favorite podcast subscribe and and leave me some reviews. But like I said, today's show, in my opinion, this is one of the most emotional shows for me to produce because I really didn't want to do it because it really touches home for me of hearing this story of a gentleman named Michael Crossland. Uh, So you tell me, Uh, I'm gonna do my best and control my emotions. Um, I'm gonna do my best and stay focused on what we're here for and that's to inspire, motivate and build that self-discipline. Let's get to work.
1: I was diagnosed with an incurable cancer of the central nervous system called neuroblastoma stage four. Doctor said no chance of survival, take your boy home and allow him to live the next few months with his family because there's nothing that we can do. But like everybody in this room, we all have choices, and the choices that we make each and every day can reshape and remold and redefine our future. My mum asked one question. I don't want to know what the chances are my son dying is. I just want to know what the chances are my son surviving is. The doctors gave me a 96% death rate. They said, go home. But my mum looked at my glass being 4% full and not 96% empty. But the next day, a doctor came in from America. He said, we're trialing a drug, it's called DTIC. Never been trialed on humans before, only on animals. We're gonna trial it on 25 kids. And I truly believe that outside of love, hope is the most powerful word in the English Dictionary. This instilled hope into our lives. We started this drug, 9 a.m. Tuesday morning. Within one month, 20 out of the 25 kids had passed away. Within 90 days, 24 out of the 25 kids were dead. My mum, she would sit there and she would watch a doctor come in and zip up a body bag and wheel them out because of the same drug that she chose to put me on. I say to people all around the world that I'm one of the lucky ones. But I never say I'm one of the lucky ones because I'm still alive. I say I'm one of the lucky ones because I wasn't my mum. My mum had it tough. She had to make a choice to inject the drug into a child that has killed everybody that had ever taken until one day I was finally allowed to go home. The doctor said to my mom, your son, he will never go to school, he will never play sport, he'll be a housebound baby and if he reaches his teenage years, it'll be a miracle. But we believed in miracles. And my mom wanted my dreams to come true. When I was lying in hospital, my mom bought me a Velcro glove and a Velcro ball and she'd sit at the end of the bed and she'd lob the ball to me, I'd catch it and I'd throw it back until she gets further and further away until eventually I said to her, I have a dream and that dream is to one day play baseball in America. And people laughed at me. Nobody in your life will tell you what you can do. They'll only ever tell you what you can't do. My dream was to play baseball in America, and I wanted to do everything in my power to make sure that happened. And there was a lot of hiccups along the way. I had my first heart attack when I was 12. I had glandular fever. I had bacterial meningitis. But people kept telling me I wouldn't do it. So it made me work really hard to make sure I could do it. I was lucky enough at the age of 17 to sign a contract and live in America and play baseball. But as you know, life is like a roller coaster. You can get to a pinnacle point in your life and it can get taken away from you in a heartbeat. At the age of 18, I was playing baseball in Phoenix, Arizona. I slid into a base at second and I woke up three days later. And at the age of 18, I suffered my career-ending heart attack and I was sent home. I was a depressed boy. I thought life wasn't fair, and I would pray every night, but I wouldn't wake up in the morning. I just wanted God to take me, but I kept waking up every morning, yet every time I've been knocked down, I always remember what my mum's taught me. Son, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get back up that truly determines the quality of your life. When I got home, I got a job in banking. This guy, day three, tall, old guy came in, he said to me, Michael, I'm Tom, I'm the CEO, let's have a chat. I had no idea what CEO stood for, but I just went in there and listened. He said, Michael, where do you see yourself in five years' time? I had no idea where I was going to be in five years' time, but my mum, she always taught me, son, shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll end up in the stars. So I said to him, Tom, in five years' time, I'm going to take your job. He hated me. Don't ever say that to your boss, okay? They do not like you when you say that. But within 12 months, I was the youngest bank manager in Australia. Within two years, youngest area manager. Three years, youngest state manager. Within the fourth year of being with this company, I was the youngest national sales development manager for one of the largest companies in the world. At the age of 23, I had 600 staff, had 120 banks around Australia and New Zealand. I made lots of money. I lived in a million-dollar house, had a $100,000 sports car, wore the Armani suits and the Rolex, and I reported directly to my mate Tom. But can you imagine if we look at success, not about the materialistic possessions that we can take from this world, but rather what we can give back to this world that makes it a better place than what we found. I was fortunate enough to be in a position to be able to do something for the most inspirational, the most influential, and the most loving person I've ever met, and that was my mum. On June 16 last year, I was lucky enough to put a pink ribbon on a door to a brand new home. And I got a chance to buy my mum a brand new house. To be able to give back to someone that has sacrificed so much for me is without a doubt the greatest gift. It puts a smile on my face knowing that I've been able to help her. And when I was seven, I heard through the curtains, the doctor say to my mum, he will never go to sport, he will never play baseball, he will never ever go to school and if he reaches his teenage years, it'll be a miracle. And my mum, she walked out and I said to her as if I didn't hear, what did the doctor say? and she said, everything's gonna be okay, son. When I was 12, I had a heart attack and the doctor said to my mum, he will never play sport again. She walked out and I said, what did he say? And she said, everything's gonna be okay, son. And earlier this year, I finally got a chance to return the favour. Unfortunately, earlier this year, the doctors found four tumours in my throat. I've never seen my wife cry so much in all my life. The doctor said to me, Michael, we're sorry, but tomorrow's not guaranteed, you need to slow down. But that's one thing we all have in common, because no one's guaranteed. I think that life is not about the amount of days that you live on this earth, but it's about what you fit into those days that allows you to live a remarkable life. And I remember driving home and she called me, my mom, and she said, Mike, what did the doctor say? And I said to her mum. Everything's going to be okay. Every one of us, every single day, is blessed with the air that we breathe, the opportunities that we have. And I challenge you every single day to get out of bed and do something that your future self will be proud of.
0: If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as you already know. Thank you for joining the movement. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For you smart and intelligent folks out there, listen, that just simply means it. Now, you know the motto, you know the slogan where we live by here Bet on yourself, you won't win Unless you get in the game and play You know the quote that resonates with us well by Bob Marley is You never know how strong you are Until being strong is the only choice you have If living means doing what you love to do Even if you have to fall to get back up One question family Two thought provoking statements First question What are you fitting into your days To allow you to live a remarkable life? Again what are you fitting into your days To allow you to live a remarkable life? First thought provoking statement He or she will never He or she will never Family you can fill in the blank. The last and final thought provoking statement, stop surviving and start living, stop surviving and start living family. If you're new, as I said, or you're existing family, I hope that if you're listening through YouTube again, all of this is free all I ask in return is for you to share this content to help somebody that's in need. Uh, click subscribe if you're not subscribed. Hit that thumbs up button if you're um, if you're on YouTube. If you're on your, your favorite podcast, please, please, I ask if your family just go ahead and subscribe to the show. We are going to be working, we're working on as we continue to work on our craft and and put out bangers for you guys to enjoy. I hope this one for you, uh, uh, this is one of those that I really didn't want to do. Not because I didn't believe in the message, it's because, like I stated at the beginning of the show, it's so close to home. It's so close to home, matter of fact, when I was young. And I've shared this story with you where I was sleeping in the other room and, oh, man, it's nothing like a woman's intuition or I should say a mother's intuition. And 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 the thing about it is, is, is that she just had laid me down to go to bed. And so I was in the bed sleeping extremely well, I, I guess. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, I wake up and I find myself in the hospital with my mom on one side and my dad on the other and I'm confused, I'm waking up in confusion, and she tells me the story and she said well son what happened was is is that when I laid you down to go to sleep and you know you snore and I wasn't hearing you snoring so I kind of something told me well let me go and check on him so when she went to go check on me she found that I was not even breathing and and because she had the background and being a nurse she didn't panic she just said well I know I need to get him to the nearest hospital and luckily for us where we were living at that time we were living on the east side um, and the hospital was literally in walking distance so she got in the car and drove me there and the doctors told him I don't know if he's going to make it we can't explain what happened to him and she said I can't either. literally he just stopped breathing for no apparent reason and see that was the first of my kind of Scary moments <laughs> that made my mom feel very uncomfortable because another time after that, if that wasn't good enough, as I, as a young boy, playing you know, baseball and, you know, we were playing baseball, soccer and all type of in the field. And there was this long fence. And I, I had the audacity, even though my friends were going a different route that, Hey, I'm going to be different. And I went up the fence. And unfortunately, I got hung on the fence. I still have these marks on my arms today. If I could, if I could draw the picture out for you with no exaggeration, just honest and true facts. It looked like I was hung on the fence as to how they crucified Jesus. If if, if I'm just going to keep it a buck with you, that's how it looked because I got stuck. But I was stuck with my face going one way and my arms, you know, and my back was too, uh, my back was uh, uh, away from the fence in my, On my chest and everything like that And I was just And then literally The barbed wires were going up Why am I sharing this These these painful stories with you From my childhood Is because family A lot of times in life We forgot that we have went through something You know what I, I got so excited about today's topic I didn't even tell you What the title is See the title of today's show is How can I be sure That I can fight through the worst of times, how can I be sure that I can fight through the worst of times? See, you can't be sure, but you can be sure. What is you talking about? Well, see, family, if you if you believe you can't, and you believe you can, as they said, what Confucius said, you're you're right. A lot of times, family, we get caught up in what we can't do when we believe and buy into what people tell us that we can't be. And because we buy into that, we don't go after anything. But then I started questioning and I started doing some research and I started thinking to myself, I said, I remember when the first time somebody told me I can't do something or I don't have the skill set or I won't be able to do it. And I didn't I didn't at that time, I didn't look at the resource that was telling me that or the resources that was telling me that. And that is a challenge, family, that you have to understand. See, a lot of times people will will put their their guilt on you of what they could have done or what they or how they could have been on you because they're afraid that if you get it then you may forget them a lot of you know sometimes family your your, your own family will sabotage you not not purposely but because of the fear of which you may become see that's why when I dove into this personal development thing it wasn't to it, it, it wasn't just to so I can get a a boost of dopamine high and everything I truly wanted to overcome and outwork everyone that told me that I wasn't going to be anything that I was either going to be on a corner selling drugs or in prison or or most of all dead and so I'm fighting against all of these stereotypes. I'm fighting against, you know, you know, family members. I'm fighting against my own self of creating that self-belief and that self-determination. See, that's what I love about the, the word self-determination or self-discipline, because no matter what anyone else says, you still have to do the work. And a lot of times, family, you're not in environments to cultivate you in a way to boost that up. That's why it's imp- this is another reason why I created the show and. I'm creating a, a, a community here because I, that was one thing I didn't have when I started It's you know studying personal development. I had to do it secretly in a sense, because I couldn't really share this with a lot of friends and family because they didn't know what I was talking about. And I would get so excited about it. I was like, Oh man, you got to go check out this Zig Ziglar. I mean, he's talking about born to win and, and, and it's about winning and, 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 all, but, that's why it's important getting around like minded individuals on if that's on your same path, because you guys can watch each other's back as you as you as you're continually to grow. Because, you know, people will be so quick to say, you know what? I don't know about that. That E.D. He yeah, I don't know if he's going to make it. He doesn't have the intelligence. Look at his look at his 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 transcripts here from high school. Where was that? 2-1, two, 2-2? Two, two? I mean, you know, C average at best. You see, family, you you you'll learn a lot of times. People will, will 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 judge you on not what you can become and not what you're what you're capable of doing, but what they see that they think that you are. Not no, but what they think that you are. So it's always imperative that you you make sure you take consultation. You, you see me, I didn't say advice. Making sure you take consultation from the right person because if you don't, family, that can derail your career five to ten years. And only reason why I know that is because People are so willing to pour it pour into what you shouldn't do and what you can't do, but they can't. I I guarantee you, if you started looking at all your relationships that you have in your life, I promise you, you will be shocked about how many people tell you what you can't do. Versus how many people tell you what you can do. That's a good exercise. Matter of fact, once you do this for me, family, I want you to sit down and think of the people that you interact with, that you've talked with, family or friends. And out of those people, I want you to put on put out a list. Uh, split up, split a take a piece of paper on one side. Put a list of people that have told you that you can achieve whatever your your goal is, or whatever you said you were going to set out to accomplish, put a list of all those people. And now put a list of all the people that told you that you can't do something, or you won't be able to do it. And I and, and, and it may be different for you. But for me, I can tell you right off top that there were more people telling me that I couldn't do something, there were more people telling me, why would you want to leave, you know, why would you want to leave Kalamazoo, Michigan to go move down to Dallas, Texas? Who does that? Why would you want to do that? You don't really know a lot of people. Yeah, you may got family here and there, but it's, that's a big move. And I'm thinking to myself, huh? It's like, we just went off to college and, you know, uh, but I under I under, kind of understood where they were coming from. I didn't understand then, but I, that because that just made me Matter of fact, family The night that I had graduated college I had all of my stuff Packed in a haul With my best friend He and I We just was like We out that night Because we were going to leave The next day in the afternoon And we were like Nah, we out of here tonight Let's just hit the road And that's what we did I mean, literally After our going away party And everything As far as Well, I shouldn't say going away party After our graduation Which turned into a going away party we left that exact same night because we understood that the longer that we continued to stay, the longer that we sat back and be- became idle, people were going to pump more and more information. Matter of fact, I waited to tell people that I was leaving until maybe two or three days up up until before I leave it. And some, I just told the day of because I didn't want any distractions getting in my way of somebody telling me what I can't do or telling me, oh, this is, you know, this is not a good move. And, and, and you know what, you know what happened family when I got down here and this is, this is the problem sometimes of when people tell you when you, that you can't do something or you're not going to make it, you're not going to survive is that when things start happening as far as what they said that potentially could happen and that you start seeing those things and they start happening, you're like, man, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. For, maybe I should have just, cause I, I, I know when I got down, down to Dallas in, and then, you know, I was like super excited cause I had job opportunities lined up and then bam, you know, September 11th and a lot of job markets froze and opportunities froze and i was just like i really don't even know what to do and it got to a point where it had got so bad where i was just like you know what i'm coming home and i made the call say hey mom i really you know i did my best i, I you know i i i wanted to uh, make you happy, wanted to make you proud. I called my dad. Hey, I'm coming home. This is just, you know, this is too much. I didn't know that I was going to have to go through all these trials and tribulations to 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 create a career. To you know, to become more and to prove all those people that was telling me it was dumb for me to leave. And I'll be back home soon because I've already had left and went to a an HBCU and then came back home because financially it wasn't making sense so to be back there and I was just like "Nah, we're not doing that again and then as I told you guys the story about how you know I'm driving in a car I'm going to go get the U-Haul and um Pastor uh Freddie Haynes comes on, and this is when Ricky Smiley, and I don't know if he still does, because I don't really listen to a lot of radio anymore like I used to. He he had on, he would have these, I think it was like a minute or, or two where uh pastors would come on and uh, and this at this time I think he was he was going to Freddie Haynes a lot. And he told the story about Muhammad Ali and how he shocked the world. And at first, you know, and he didn't even really want the title uh, when he could, when he had got blood in his eyes. So real quick to unpack that Well, so, you know, Muhammad Ali is fighting and he Asks his trainer, Hey, throwing the towel, I can't see. I got blood in my eyes. And, and, and when you think that is that is so symbolic because a, a lot of times, family, we have things in our eyes. Matter of fact, we have things in our head of, of of what is said that we couldn't be or we couldn't do. And because we have those, and when we hit a when we hit a, a roadblock or we hit a, a a situation where we're we're just kind of, you know, we have on our emerging emergency brakes as, as les brown would say and we're parked we don't understand that hey if we turn off our emergency brakes and put the car if the car is able to drive and we put it in drive we can still keep moving forward you must you must family continue to move forward yes it's not gonna yes it's gonna be hard yes it's gonna be easy huh Yeah, I said that. Yes is gonna be hard and yes is gonna be easy. See, it's gonna be hard because of, of of what you're going after. You're not used to going after. Meaning if you said I'm gonna create a business and you don't have anybody in your family that owns a business, this is all gonna be new to you. You're gonna hit a lot, you're gonna bump your head a lot. Trust me. You, you, you're listening to someone that is experiencing that and that's why I said family you have to you you have to I actually did a show on that of, of talking about stop surviving me it, it we have to get to a point when we start really living our life that's why I love the question that um, Michael crossland asked when he was in, in that audio where he talked about you know, living a remarkable life. And it's about what, what are you fitting into that time? Are you fitting a lot of TV watching YouTube? Look, I am guilty. just as the next person I can get, I get caught up to and watching things. And then I get, I get frustrated and disgusted with myself. Matter of fact, yesterday I'm looking, of uh, doing research and then I got caught up for 45 minutes. I don't know how I got on this rabbit trail. And I was just like, ah, oh, why did I do this? But I was like, but I'm not doing this consistently. Consistently, so I'm not. I'm not gonna trip. I'm not gonna beat myself up like I normally would do. I, I just lost 45 minutes. It is what it is. But what about the the times that I was, um, you know, the time I spent prior to that, and even after the 45 minutes? So, family, focus on self love. I know that sounds weird, but really, self love, loving yourself creating the required self-disciplines so so you can achieve the thing that you said that you want or let's make it even more simplistic or the goal that you want. Whenever you make your mind up, family, that you're going after something be prepared to accept everything that comes with it but you one thing you don't have to accept is what people think about you another thing you don't have to, to accept is what people think about you and a third thing you don't have to accept is what people think about you reason why I say that family me being on this mic as I am growing and I am I am learning and I am I am investing family in myself to be a better speaker I am investing in myself to be a better storyteller I am investing in myself of not not only giving you the audio i'm also putting it on youtube and i know i still owe you of putting together uh actually you know doing the visual of having a camera in my face and everything which i'm cool with the camera it's just just the setup see it's, it's a and and for me i know i have to find a way around that so um, it's in a lot more of this is coming. I mean, when, when I tell you, I'm even going to just pull up, a. you know, I'm actually going to just pull out the camera and just go live and show you the behind the scenes of putting this together. Cause I really truly believe in my heart that there is nothing out of your reach. If you're willing, not, to, I'm not going to use the cliche of saying, put in the work, but if you're willing to, to, to keep moving forward to be able to be, to, to have a testimony. See, when you unpack testimony, the root is test. You have to go through something. I hate going through things. I am not going to lie. I've been through a lot in life and it's frustrating because you're like, why, <laughs> why did this happen? What is going on? What am I doing wrong? But at the end of the day, after I go through that emotional process, that emotional turn. I come back to that quote to me that is so powerful that Vusi has said is that: Do you want the emotion or progress? Because you can't have both. And that's one thing when people tell me I can't do something or oh, I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't. I don't listen to them. I'm. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it a but. I am I am the most I am the most stubborn person, stubborn person when it comes to people telling me what I can and can't do. Because what I learned is my mom had taught me, she said, son, I'm not always going to be here. And when she said that, I used I didn't like that because. it, it, It bothered me because I'm like, mom, that we don't need to be talking about death. But what she was saying to me is, son. You need to learn how to stand on your own 10. And yes, I'm here for consultation, but you you need to learn how to trust yourself. Go after it. If it doesn't work out, great. Let's come back to the drawing board and figure something else out. And that's funny. That was one person that she wasn't telling me, Uh, you, you know, you shouldn't go. I don't think that is, that'll work out. If she was thinking it, she never told me it. So that's why I said, family, you should today, I'm giving you an actionable item. Please create a list of people that when you, when you tell them, Hey, this is what I'm looking to do and see how many people tell you, you can do it. And you can't, I I want, and if you really want to be funny, do something where let's say you're not even interested. Let's say, you know what? Let's say you say, you know what? Um, I, I, I want to be a cross country runner professionally. And see how many people and you know you're not in shape and you that's not something that you into, but just to see what people would say to you, you know, that's your friends and family. And like I said, family, you would be shocked because when you have somebody that really rock what you rock with you, they're not gonna tell you you can't do it. What they're gonna say is, yeah, I believe you can do it, but you gotta be the one that to, to continue to make the, the progression, you gotta be the one that that's gonna be willing. To do more than what you was doing yesterday And if somebody is telling you You can't do something you know, Have them expound on it Like why do you believe I can't do this Why do you believe that I will never be Be more than what I'm telling you That I'm going to be Why you don't believe in me It's not that you care But it's the fact that You you want to be curious to understand Because they may, they may point out something I like what Tim Ferriss said He said What can I learn from the people I hate the most? I'll say that again. What can I learn from the people I hate the most? Reason why I love that quote bit by Tim Ferriss um, is because the fact of there are going to be people that frustrate you, and then you may not hate them, but you may dislike their ways. You may dislike how they came. It may be a lot of different ways. Of, but what the the thing is is when somebody told me I can't do something, I didn't dislike the person. I needed to understand why they felt that way, and then, you know. And, and sometimes they'd be like, "Well, I've just never seen you." do anything like that. I I never knew that you were interested in in something like that. And then you you start expounding on it and they'll be like, Oh, well, yeah, I think you can do that. But it's not about getting people's uh, recognition when it comes to doing what you want to do. That's why I said it's important to build your own tribe. That's why I'm building my tribe here. I'm building a group of like-minded individuals with different personalities but still striving for the same goal as being 1% better than they were yesterday. Well, family, I know I kept you too long. This was supposed to be short. Uh, kind of went all over the place. And again, I do apologize, but I don't apologize for telling the truth of that. You're going to be told throughout your life that you can't do something. And they may be right, but they also may be wrong. And it's going to be up to you to have the self-confidence, the self-love, the self-preservation to pu- to push forward in the thing that you said that you're willing to make a commitment to and to be self-disciplined to. Until next time, this has been your boy, E.D. And you know what show this is. <laughs> All right, till next time. Peace.